Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, and Rockstar. Live from the Birmingham Racecourse Casino Studios, the next round, presented by Bud Light, is on now. Live show now on a Monday as we get going today. Jim Dunaway, Lance Taylor, Ryan Brown, Rockstar, Lunsford, Forrester, Melton, uh, Taylor Corn, Tyler, E.G., uh, Kelsey Reed. Everybody's up here today as we go live. We will get to Alabama and Auburn basketball. Big story with Ryan Grubb leaving Tuscaloosa to head to be with the Seahawks. That's a major story. We'll get to that in segment two. But, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm an old MassCom major, and Lance had to clue me in earlier, Brown. I asked him, I said, should we start with Ryan Grubb? That is huge for our audience. Or should we start with the Super Bowl? And he said, well... 99.5% of our audience watched the Super Bowl, so you probably should start with the Super Bowl. It's a large percentage. Yeah, it's a There's, large percentage. I would think 100% of our audience watched I'll, the always, Super Bowl. I, I know you got to give a no, little yeah, bit. 100%. I'll just, go, I'll just go back row. Scott Forrester's microphone real quick. Uh, Forrester, how much of the Super Bowl did you watch? Uh, well, we were coming back from uh, a volleyball tournament in Tennessee. So, so like zero. I saw, uh, the last Four minutes of the fourth quarter, and then overtime. Oh, that was a good spot to yeah. start. It was. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it was actually, wow. actually the most exciting yeah, part. You called the best part of the game. <laughs> you sure. saw the highlights. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, uh, the seventh longest game in NFL history ends up being a Super Bowl. Now, I grew up in an era where every Super Bowl was a blowout. It's gotten really good lately, and uh, – that was. I thought it was a very entertaining football game, start to finish. Yeah, no, I did too. Uh, it seemed like in the first half, I was like, "Damn, this thing is flying by," and they'll find a way to make this thing drag uh, sooner or later. Well, ultimately, it goes to overtime, and and we, you know, we know that uh, how that thing played out. But I'm just, uh, and I don't know why I'm surprised. Because when Pat Mahomes gets a uh, ball back, you figure that uh, he's going to win it. But I've got to be. This is full disclosure. I did not know there were new overtime rules. Well, they're not that old. I don't think they changed until 2021. Yeah, it was 2021 after the yeah. incredible Buffalo Kansas City game yeah. where, you know, Kansas City scores in the final 16 seconds, takes it overtime, wins a toss, goes down, scores touchdown, never get the ball back. I had no idea. And I know the NFL is knee jerk to uh to rule changes, and that was one of those. And you know who else didn't know? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, and and you had San Francisco players post game admitting they didn't know that there were different rules. McCole Harmon, he said, when I caught the pass, uh, Mahomes told the story afterwards. He says, I'm running up to him, and he didn't know we'd just won the game. He didn't even know he had caught the game (laughs) with the Super Bowl. That's that's contrary, uh, uh, contradictive of what some of the. Chiefs players had said, you know, Chris Jones went on record, said we practiced over the last couple of weeks if, in fact, this went to overtime because we were prepared. If they got the ball first, we were going to go for two if they scored a touchdown. So he made it seem like we talked about the new overtime rules. On the other side, Kyle Shanahan did a little damage control and talked about how they did want the ball first. Yeah, there's no way you take it first. Yeah, there's no way you take it first. Why would you take it first if you know you're going to get a chance and you're going to know – Everything that has happened already. You, right. you're, you've got every piece of information you need. And typically when you kick off, you, you're winning field position right there. That's, That's the right. key in that yeah. situation. If you know you get yep. a full possession, yep. that if your defense holds them, like, like the Chiefs almost did. I mean, they had a big third down long play that they completed, Purdy and the 49ers. Well, the holding was was massive. Right, that was it. Right, yeah, it was the third holding. and thirteen. Yeah. It was it was the hold that was kind of a late flag, or at least it on the broadcast it came in a little late. And yeah, without that, I mean, yeah. it was a hundred percent hold. Now, yeah. now, Rusty is right. Their defense had just gotten dragged down the field by Kansas City, so that could have impacted. As you didn't want to put them out back to back possessions. Yeah. I get that. I, I was going to bring that yeah. up um, because yeah, that was. I mean, that's the only thing you could look at. But Shanahan didn't say that. No. Yeah. I mean, I think in any situation, you want all the information you could possibly have. And yeah. taking the ball second gives you every piece of information you need. I know exactly what i got to do. Yeah, but in the past, when you could walk it off with a touchdown, 
touchdown. Obviously, well, you don't want to give the course. other team that. Yeah, but knowing that you get the option. Yeah. Another thing, as you know, me being new to these rules as well, as we're clicking down at the end of overtime, I'm thinking to myself, I assume it carries over to double overtime if their first drive continues, or do they have to finish their first drive in this first overtime? And they didn't explain that on the yeah, broadcast I, until one minute and two seconds left. If you're wondering why they're not calling timeout, is because their possession will carry over into a second overtime. It's like the first quarter. I was like, do they need to hurry up and finish their one possession in this first overtime? the same thing again. I, I felt completely lost in overtime once I found out that both teams are going to get a possession. Did you guys realize going into overtime that was the way it was? I knew the overtime rules had changed, to be honest with you, for the postseason. To be honest with you, I had to Google them to find out exactly how they changed um, because I knew the NFL had changed them, and I could not remember if a walk-off touchdown still won the game. Isn't every single college football game at overtime they explain the rules? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, like I've never seen them. single game. But meanwhile, in the (laughs) most watched game every year, where they've changed the rules. I really don't think anybody knew. Because as Dunaway said, going into that second overtime, I was like, they've got to score a touchdown here. Or kick the field goal because if they don't kick the field goal by the time time runs out, yeah. they lose this game. The one time we needed, to Rockstar's point, that redundant graphic yeah. oh God, was right then. Yeah. And I don't know if they would have covered um, the time running out. But it was. Uh, I, I, I think it's a fine overtime. I'd be okay if college football did it. I wouldn't have a problem with that. No, yeah. I kind of like the way it played out. Um, and I get why they don't do it in the regular season because of TV windows. I mean, oh, that's yeah. going to kill your TV window. Yeah. I mean, you added an entire extra quarter to the game. Right. You would not want the no. seventh longest game in NFL history on a typical Sunday. Yeah, in the one o'clock kick, right? Yeah. That's, that's leading into the late game. Why do we have a clock if that's the way it is? Um, I mean, well, they're going to swap ends of the field. They're going to take, uh-huh. take a break. They're, in fact, I think if they had to play two quarters, they were going to take another halftime. Usher wasn't going to come back out, but I think, I think but maybe Alicia Keys. You know, it, so she was very short that first time. It is amazing at how well versed most of the Chiefs were in saying if they would have won the toss, they were going to defer. Yeah, and San Francisco completely lost in that situation, and I just don't get it because Shanahan is one of the brightest coaches out there. Not the Super Bowl, now, yeah, it's not going to show it in Super Bowl. Blew yeah. another double digit lead. So I, three times he's coached in a Super Bowl. Three times he's blown a double digit lead. I don't want to be. Don't mishear me here. I don't want to be conspiracy theory guy. Conspiracy theories wear me out. Me too. Uh, but I want to have the time that those people have to come up with the conspiracy theories. I want their free time. Because there's one for everything. There's one for everything. What, what is the one from yesterday? Uh, I saw a guy breathlessly explaining how all of this was set in stone. And the NFL wanted the most exciting finish possible. There is no way a coach like Andy Reid lets the clock run down like that and doesn't call timeouts at the end. The NFL wanted a walk-off touchdown with the clock expiring. You wasted your time watching the Super Bowl. It was all a simulation. I hope you feel like idiots. <laughs> well, I will There's tell no you, way a coach like Andy Reid doesn't call a timeout there. Uh, the, who is the old CBS exec? Sean McManus? Yeah, he, yeah, this was his last game. And in the news conference that they have with the CBS folks before it, he joked, he goes, um, by the way, I've already been told we're going to walk it off in double overtime. <laughs> and they were so close to doing that. that been Adam funny. Schefter tweeted yeah. it when they went to overtime because right. he tweeted the quote from uh, the news conference saying we're going to walk it off in double overtime. And he tweeted that going to overtime. So if Andy Reid had just said, let's let the clock run out, That's let's right. draw up a play right let's here. Let's draw up a play, let <laughs> it run out. Uh, then everybody would have really melted down. I- I'll tell you, man, when it, it became, you know, this 13 number has is, is gotten a little a little strange at how involved the number 13 was in this game. Because of Taylor Swift? Well, just because of the, well, the, 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 the people that were actually talking about those numbers. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of that. But when it went 13-10 Chiefs, and then Kyle Shanahan on a fourth and three did exactly what Dan Campbell did. They were able to convert it to Kittle. But I, I don't know about you guys. I was blown away they didn't take the three yeah, there. Yeah, me too. You know, ultimately it works out. And then Jake Moody, you know, lines one in like he's uh, Harrison Butker going for a 57-yard <laughs> Super Bowl record. He did low. On an extra point, he yeah. did. And, and, you know, without that, you wonder how different this game plays out if they make that extra point. But I couldn't believe before that Shanahan actually went for it on fourth down. That was crazy. Yeah, I couldn't either. It worked, but I couldn't believe he did it. No, no way we go to overtime if he makes that extra point. Either the 49ers win or right. the Chiefs have to, yeah. to oh, score the, a touchdown. Yeah the, yeah. yeah, the 49ers lost the game on special teams. I mean, the two biggest plays of the game oh. were the missed extra point and uh, the punt that hit the guy. Oh, the punt. Yeah, I mean, that, those that, that hits the guy. That, that, 
that's that's your ball game right there. Those and it was players, so fluky. There, there was no momentum for Kansas City None. in that game at None. all yeah. until that happened. Well, you know, it, it was everybody's blaming Ray Ray McLeod, but when you went back and saw the replay, it was just whoever was blocking for him up front, it just caught their leg. Yeah. And so he actually had to go down after the ball. Now it was it, just complete fluke situation yeah. for San Francisco. What you'll never know, was he yelling Peter loud enough? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's got to be, I guess they say Peter. Uh, pineapple was always our go-to because there's... Were you a wife swappers? No, I'm just saying pineapple. You, you know, Peter, you can get, a, get it lost a little bit. But pineapple, pineapple was fly balls if we were in a loud situation to, to get out of the way. You were calling it. You are screaming yeah. pineapple. Why didn't you uh, just say I got it? Uh, I got it. I don't know. Yeah, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like pineapple complicated things. Yeah. Like That was supposed <laughs> to make it second. easier. You're saying... Hovercraft above the runway in San Francisco. Hovercraft above... Damn it. You're, you're saying I complicate things sometimes? <laughs> it's just pineapple seems kind of weird uh, to me. Let's get into more of the Super Bowl after LT tells us about Dr. B as we, we get going here. Pineapple, pineapple. What's Jim B? Uh, Dr. B is the guy that when I started to thin out, I asked around. Dr. Beckett is the guy that everybody said... You you need to call. Uh, went and had that consultation with Dr. B, and since that moment, almost two years ago, my hair has more than doubled in thickness for more than 20 years. Women and men have turned to Dr. Beckenstein for a range of cosmetic and reconstructive procedures. He will use that experience, his advanced training and genetic testing to help his patients fully understand the procedures they are considering. Call Dr. B and his staff today, 205-319-0316. Tell them the next round sent you. For more information, t3hair.net. I'm doing that non-invasive treatment three times a week. 30 minutes each time on the couch. That's it. Their, uh, the hair is more than doubled in thickness. Make the call that I made, 205-319-0316 or t3hair.net. And by our friends at Johnson RV Center, as we continue on with our Super Bowl update, we'll talk Ryan Grubb leaving Alabama coming up in segment two today, Brownie. Johnston RV Center is right there on I-65, exit 304 and Coleman. It is show month for the Coleman lot there. That is coming up the 24th, uh, 23rd, 24th, and 25th down at the BJCC. We'll be there live on the 24th on that Saturday. But you get RV show pricing right there on the lot all month long. And in fact, if you will do this, just go to johnstonrvcenter.com slash TNR, RSVP for their RV show, and you can receive up to $1,000 in special incentives. So already great pricing and get up to $1,000 in special incentives. They have been doing it for 10 years. They look forward to doing it with you for decades longer at Johnston RV Center. I-65 exit 304 in Coleman, 334 indicator, and always online, johnstonrvcenter.com. Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl rings, two NFL MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs, and he's not done yet. He's only 28. Here's Patrick Mahomes after another Super Bowl championship. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to celebrate tonight. I'm going to celebrate at the parade, and then I'm going to do whatever I can to be back in this game next year and try to go for that three-peat. So uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing in the NFL. I think Tom said it best is once you win that championship and you have those parades and you get those rings, you're not the champ anymore. You have to come back with that same mentality, and I learned from guys like that that have been the, the greatest of, uh, of all time at the top of the level. Um, and so um, that's my mindset is I'm going to celebrate with my guys because of how we've done this, um, but then we're going to work our way to get back to this game next year. I mean, LT, he, they were underdogs in their last three playoff games. Road game, road game, and Super Bowl. They were underdogs in all three, and they won them all. Yeah, I mean, and it's Pat Mahomes. I kind of got that feeling. Uh, I forgot where it was in the second half. I was like, San Francisco has completely dominated this game, and Kansas City's going to win just because they've left them in it. And, you know, San Francisco couldn't convert the third downs. I thought that was big. Three of 12 on third downs. But Mahomes, I think he had eight attempts at halftime. And after halftime, 38 attempts. I mean, he just took the game over. It, it is so hard to believe he's only been in the league six years. Been the starter six years in the league seven, maybe? Oh, okay. Something yeah, like that. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. hard to believe he's only been a starter six years. Yeah, yeah, I should have said it that way. Yeah. A starter six years. I mean, that is just impossible to believe with all he's accomplished. You know he's never finished a season anywhere other than the AFC Championship game of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's his down year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I lost the AFC Championship game. Yeah. 83% win percentage in the playoffs. I know. I mean, it's incredible. Like any stat you can roll out there about Patrick Mahomes, it is absolutely incredible. You know, it's just wild. Only the fact that Tom Brady played at the same time is going to keep him from maybe being considered the greatest that's ever done it. And the same of Andy Reid with Bill Belichick. I mean, yeah. only that Patriots dynasty overshadows what these two have done together. And to your point, they're not done. Andy Reid says he's coming back. And you know Mahomes going to keep playing. I, I, don't, uh, I don't think he will pass Tom Brady. With seven, no. what, what is it? Seven Super Bowl seven, rings. Yeah. 
I don't think he'll pass him, but at age 28, he's got a chance. But listen to this company he entered with three championships and two league MVPs um, before he turns 30. He joins in all North American sports. These, these people, he and these people are the only ones to do it. Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Stan Musial, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, and Guy LaFleur. He is one of seven to have three championships and two league MVPs in North American sports before he turns 30. You know, uh, it, can he break Tom Brady's? Absolutely. The problem is the AFC is so low when it comes to the quarterback position. Fortunate to win that one. I mean, all three of his Super Bowls, they've trailed by double digits. Yep. Shows you the greatness of Pat Mahomes. But Tom Brady, again, was able to not win one for nine years and play so well late in his career. And you just wonder, with the money Mahomes is making, you know, is that something that drives him? And Andy Reid will retire. Yes. Before, before, he could get, before yeah. he could get to that number. Yeah. But Reid said again, he's coming back. He said that post game. Now he yeah. may reflect and decide, boy, I have, I've done all I can oh, do. Got to come back for a three peak because that's never been done, right? It is not. Yeah, I mean, Packers two, won two. Uh, yeah, back to back had not been done for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. but there have been a few back to backs. Yeah, nobody's Steelers, ever Steelers, Cowboys in the nineties. I mean, teams have won back to back. Dolphins yeah. did it in seven and eight. Yeah. And I mean, but it's it's pretty rare that you go back to back, and that yeah. three peat is has never been done. You're never right. been done. So you got to come back. Even Travis Kelsey, who some thought that he may ride off into the sunset, he said he's coming back. But on the flip side, here's Kyle Shanahan, who is LT brought up in Brownie. Uh, this guy has been as an offensive coordinator once and a head coach twice. He's had double-digit leads in every one of the Super Bowls he's participated in and has lost two of them in overtime now. Here's Kyle Shanahan. The new rules for overtime, what goes into the decision to take the ball first? Uh, this is something we talked about with, you know, the, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. Yeah, now see, that's a great point I didn't think about, because if they, if they match scores, now you are, if you take it first, you're the one that gets the first in the sudden death situation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So I, I had I, not factored into that. I, I assume there's not another coin toss when we move to another. No, there's not. Another quarter. So that is a, it's a legitimate point. But again, I think you got to play for in the moment. That's, that's thinking a lot, you know, down the path. We wanted the ball third is a big, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> is forward thinking. Yeah, I mean, I know analytics have taken the game over, but if we're worried about the third possession. If, does he ever win one? I mean, I know uh, that's a stupid question because he's no, considered the best. No, it's not a stupid pl- question at all. He's but, considered the best play no. caller in the game or one of them. Yeah, he's 44 years old. He's already been to three. One as an offensive coordinator, two as a head coach. I don't know. When you start to look at the 49ers, they've got to do something. I mean, Brock Purdy's cap number was 1.25. Yeah, and you got to pay him at some point. They got to pay him. Ayuk is on his final year of a rookie contract. Um, it's going to be hard to yeah, keep paying all that defense. I don't know. I mean, they do such a good job evaluating talent, but we'll Boy, see. Yeah. How good was know. Bosa? They could not block. They Bosa. could not. I mean, uh, the whole first half. Chase was, Young was really good. Whole, he was all over Mahomes. But, but tell me, tell me how arguably one of the best play callers. And Reed or Shanahan? Shanahan. Okay. Arguably one of the best play callers. Gets yeah. rave reviews about his play calling, his schemes and everything. Did they run the ball at all in the third quarter? Did well, they I mean, run the ball at all in the third that's quarter? That's what was wild. Is they? I thought of Lance because all week Lance had talked about like... Uh, History will not re- repeat itself. Well, no, you had talked about how Kansas City does not give up 100-yard rushers. And yeah. McCaffrey's over-under was at, what, 90-something? It was 90 and a half. Yeah, and 90 and a half. they had gone 15 straight games without giving up a 90-plus-yard rusher. And that first possession, it was all Christian McCaffrey, even up to his fumble, it was all Christian McCaffrey. And I was sitting there thinking to Lance, I was like, Lance has said all week, that number is weird. I think McCaffrey's going to have a huge game. Yeah. I, and, I mean, until that fumble, Brown, or in that first half, there was a chance the 49ers were driving. I said it, I was at LT's in the first quarter. I was like, the, the, when they score on this drive, the Chiefs are going to be lucky they're not down 17 nothing yeah. because of that fumble because they were marching it right down the right field. Right down the field. So and many it was mistakes. all McCaffrey. Well, you know, when they got – so they got the the first and 10 at the Kansas City 15, their last first down of the game. They go to McCaffrey. He gets six yards. And then it's second and four. They go to McCaffrey again for no game. And then they decided to throw it on third down. And yeah. it's almost like I just – I kind of wish they just would have continued to run the ball with him. Yeah, and that that was what was weird about 
one of the best play callers in the game. Sometimes you outsmart yourself, and um, you have so many weapons. And the 49ers. Well, Kittle had two receptions for four yards. Yeah, I mean, Kittle was not even part of this game plan. And uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, Chris McCaffrey, they did a really good job of getting him the ball through the air. Yeah. I mean, 80 receiving yards, 80 rushing yards. So overall, with a touchdown, he had a really good game. I thought Purdy played well. I didn't yeah. think he played bad. Uh-uh. No, Purdy played fine. Yeah. Did I miss the cutaway of Kittle yelling at his coach's face because he wasn't part of the game plan? No, that was Kelsey. Oh, okay. yeah, that was Kelsey. Yeah. What is yelling? I think he did a little bump. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there was contact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a technical in, in basketball. Oh. Did anybody, per chance, switch over to Bikini Bottom? Uh, I did not. Uh, they gave me a one highlight coming out of halftime on the main broadcast. What is Bikini Bob? Oh, yeah. the uh, SpongeBob. Yeah. No, I had it on one of my screens, but I never had the volume up. It was nothing. Like, well, they the do they the promote, slime at touchdowns and stuff like that. that at, way afterwards. Like, the yeah. live footage, there was just a little glare that makes you look like it was underwater. Yeah, like, I couldn't figure out what I thought, you're doing. You know, at first I the thought first my, down line was blue. Yeah, at first okay. I thought my screen was going bad. Right? I started like, what the crap is wrong but with this But I'm just like, picture? if I was a nine-year-old, would I get excited about, like, I love SpongeBob, and I don't know what the Super Bowl is, but I want to... I don't think I would have been impressed. Yeah, I kept seeing uh, SpongeBob pop up in the booth with Nate Burleson oh, and uh, Noah Eagle. Him and Patrick were commentating every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's, I don't get it. I never had the volume up, so I didn't know. Uh, I, I had to think. I had to think about you, Brown, when we kept getting cutaways. I mean, I've given away stakes. Uh, I've I've had bad bets ever, but yeah. television ratings. This one will kill it. Oh, it was going to lose anyway, but now you factor in a overtime, overtime. Super yes, Bowl. That's a, so when that comes out today, that will be a stake loss. Well, and they didn't a, show Taylor Swift, did they? They did, and I, that's why I started thinking. I felt I felt <laughs> bad. For, I felt bad for Brown because I'm such a huge Taylor Swift fan. And then you factor in Blake Lively into the shot, which at one point was pretty high on your list back in the day. Well, she Little went Blake 80s here, too. Yeah. yeah, she did. So and you that, had Blake. And unless Brown is something about uh, well, Bri- Ice Spice Bri- I don't know about, uh, yeah. it was two of two of our all-time favorite females. Yeah, Ice Spice a little banged up. I don't think she's in that category. Not Mila in, Kunis, not in Browns. she snuck in there at the end. Yeah. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was there. Yeah, yeah. big Mila Kunis. they had a cue. It's my turn to be in the shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Ice Spice, if you'll move over, please. I wonder if like Kelsey's family and the Mahomes family all got moved out. Like she brought her A listers up. <laughs> well, I, f- I felt bad because there was one time they ran through all the other celebrities that were there. I yeah. mean, big people like Lady Gaga and LeBron. LeBron. And, yeah, and it was there was just stars. one break where they yeah. started hitting those people, I and I was like, "Oh, look who all is there! Yeah. It is a great list of stars." Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. They even went a little more over than I thought they would. They I think did it, me too. I think it ended up being twelve or thirteen. Oh, Lunsford had it at nine. He said in yeah. game. I, think, I mean, either way, it was a no contest. Look, look uh, Lunsford was wrong. We we I had Spisto with a sharpie marking it down with right. the. Uh, it, it got up got to 12? it was eleven or twelve. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you that uh, uh, this is just bad. Just by hair, I was like, "Are they announcing Taylor Swift's going to be in a a new Broadway remake of Annie?" <laughs> That's what I thought. I didn't know who Ice Spice was. And I thought she was Annie, the old Broadway play. <laughs> and I think, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, no, uh, Blake Lively looks like she's about to do an 80s movie, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's about to. Uh, our, our, like she's about to go into work at, um, what was it, Baywatch? Yeah. Like she's about to do a little Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, my wife's the one that pointed out that was Blake Lively. I didn't know. But Maggie follows Ryan Reynolds. And she's like, oh, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is so funny on Instagram. He said, has anybody seen my wife today? And then he had like three screen grabs of them showing her all the time with Taylor Swift in the broadcast. Or he had uh, posted yeah. that. So she was there and he wasn't there. So girls' night. Lively. That was uh, that was one of the easier stakes based on the fact that they weren't scoring touchdowns. Yeah, and like when they showed her at halftime, I was like, well, I know they're not going to score a touchdown here. So, yeah. no, no, I, that was the the, high, the halftime one. Uh, that was when I oh, that one's going to get me that halftime one. And then they went to it heavy in the second half, heavy in the second half. All right, when we come back, uh, Ryan Grubb, and then later this hour, Alabama and Auburn basketball from the weekend. Uh, and your best and worst of the weekend, which we're going to move to 1025 today. Delay that by an hour because of the Super Bowl and the other developing news. We'll get to that after we talk to Ron Slay, who will join us to start hour number two. The show being brought to you by our friends at New York Butcher Shop. I can't tell you, I had two friends who texted me on Friday as I was heading to the golf course, said, hey, just ran by New York Butcher Shop to uh, make sure I got my butt for, the, for, for, for Sunday. So they had that big... 
uh, Boston butt deal going this past weekend. Just some of the fun you get when you're at Butcher Shop. Hey, treat your special someone with our Valentine's Day special from the New York Butcher Shop. Create the romantic evening at home. You can call today to reserve yours. Two locations, Cabo Heights and Greystone. It's dinner for two. Here's the package. Two eight-ounce choice fillets. Loaded twice baked potatoes for two. Garden salad yeast rolls. It's only $59.99. You can upgrade it to Prime for just $10 more. New York Butcher Shop, rare quality, well-done service. Two locations, Cabo Heights and Greystone. Get that dinner for two for Valentine's from our friends at the New York Butcher Shop. Follow Don Lunsford on Twitter at JLunts. Are you ready for a winning season in your finances? Legacy Credit Union is bringing you a slam dunk deal on their credit cards. Apply for their balance transfer and pay zero balance transfer fees. That's right. There is no balance transfer fees. And they're offering a jaw-dropping 2.99% APR for the first six months. Whether you're looking to clear the court of those holiday expenses or just wanting to streamline your finances, apply online today, LegacyCreditUnion.com. Annual percentage rate, terms, and conditions may apply. See Credit Union for details. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want more of the show? Download the app or visit nextroundlives.com for the latest podcast, The Mystery Fifth Hour, our Not For All Ages podcast, The Last Call, and the entire Double Down Media podcast family. All at nextroundlive.com and on the Next Round app. Stop by the New York Butcher Shop and pick up the finest in certified Angus prime beef steaks and burgers, premium pork chops, ribs, and all-natural chicken cut to order just for you. Their chef-prepared entrees and side dishes are the perfect dinner-to-go choice for your family and are ready to heat at home. With a great selection of fine wines and desserts, the New York Butcher Shop is your one-stop dinner shop. Two locations to serve you, Cahaba Heights and on Highway 119 in Greystone, the New York Butcher Shop. Rare quality, well-done service. For more than 40 years, Red Wing Shoes has been helping the hardworking people of Alabama. This is why Red Wing Shoes has created the three-step comfort solution. Step one, a certified fit specialist will use a 3D scan to electronically measure your feet and arches. Step two, the fit specialist helps you get the appropriate footwear for your occupation. Step three, customize your boot or shoe with a Red Wing orthotic. Whether you have a high arch or flat feet, Red Wing has comfort solutions for you. So experience comfort at its best. Visit one of the Red Wing Shoe stores located in Pelham or Trussville. Hey, Lance, headed for the next round to tell you about my friends at Michelson Laser Vision, located conveniently UAB Highlands. Almost 20 years ago, I went in for the procedure. Only took 12 minutes for both eyes. When I went in, I had 2200 vision. I was legally blind. Now I have 2015 vision, still 19 years later. Make the call today. Schedule a hassle-free consultation. 969-8100. Dr. Mark Michelson, Dr. Jen Michelson, Michelson Laser Vision. Make sure you tell them the next round sent you. 969-8100 or Michelson laservision.com. Hey, Lance Taylor from the next round to tell you about our friends at Gutter Cap. Gutter Cap's that patented aluminum cover system that fits over most existing gutters to keep out debris and eliminate that gutter cleaning. It's back with a lifetime warranty. Almost 20-year service record right here in Birmingham. Stay off that dangerous ladder forever. 45% off the retail price now if you call. GutterCapBirmingham.com. Call my good friend Chris Stewart now. 205-823-2212. Cap it. Don't snap it. It's Gutter Cap. One more of the next round? Download the app or visit nextroundlive.com for the latest podcast. The Mystery Fifth Hour, our Not For All Ages podcast, The Last Call, and the entire Double Down Media podcast family. All at nextroundlive.com and on the next round app. Brown always brags about what a good father he is. Uh, yeah, you know, all of his kids nonstop love the Dolphins. I do. I hear that way too much from me. Uh, always saying it. Always, you know, they Hearing love the Dolphins. The blah, 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 you know blah. what I do well. He was talking father. To the, he was signing for a package with FedEx the other day, and he was like, <laughs> "I'll tell you how to be a good father." <laughs> That's right. for these You packages. got ten minutes <laughs> talking about how he always his daughters. You know, they respect the Dolphins. They, they, they do. Support They're the Dolphins, Dolphins respecters and Bills haters, just my, like I raised them. My uh, my daughter loves her some Taylor Swift, and she. I may send it to Forrester later on. She sent a text thread as the game was going on, including trying to explain to me overtime rules. Um, <laughs> dead, so we all, at least somebody tried. We all, we all get three, three timeouts now, Dad. That's true. And everybody yeah. gets the ball. And I said, thanks, babe. I'm watching the same so thing So she's not a Tampa Bay fan. I sent her that at the end when she says, we won. And I, I, sent her, I sent her sad, sad Tom Brady on the bench doing this. I said, <laughs> a loser for me, babe. What about our Buccaneers? Uh, I, I just, you know what? I can't, 
I can't win a Super Bowl. If I'm going to make this all about me, for whatever reason, I was telling Forrester just in break, we were walking down the hall, and I was like, this is eight straight losers. I've lost 18 of 22. You know, we had the right total. We we, we had the yeah. under. Yeah, we we had, had plenty of props. Even in overtime, you had the under. Yeah, I just, uh, for whatever reason, double-digit lead again in the Super Bowl. We just can't hold it. So the fact is that you've got to go on a heater here to end your prognosticating career at 500 or better in the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't, I don't you, think... You've got to win 14 straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that it's impossible. I won't be around to see it, but you've got a fighting chance. Yeah, 14 it, straight. I, I'll tell you, Andrew over there saying more witchcraft. Um, Leighton texts me this after the game, and I haven't talked to her. So I forgot, and were you in there when I said, damn it, I forgot to get Leighton to... To actually do the do process. The board. Manifestation. Yeah. I forgot her to do that. Look what she sent me. Brown, I'll just show you this. You can explain what's going on there. Uh, well, she's got it set up the way she did in studio. And yep. it says the Kansas City Chiefs won the 2024 Super. She had the wrong side. She did the wrong so side. Did you tell, not tell one of her best friends it? is her younger cousin, Brinkley. And uh-huh. Brinkley and her mom are huge. Taylor Swift, now Kansas City, Travis Kelsey fans. <laughs> so I'm assuming that she shifted on me and did this for Brinkley. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that you're 4-18 and 18 in the last 22 Super Bowls. Leighton is now 2-0 and 0 yeah. in Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't think she yeah. realized how important it was for me, but yeah. hey. So uh, later on today, you can go to Lunsford's new website, Leightonslocks.com. Leightonslocks.com. <laughs> Super Bowl plays only. That she'll do I'll laugh on. about it. That's probably not the best thing. Tommy's like, LT raised a little witch. <laughs> <laughs> I was one more chief, <laughs> chief text away from using a different phrasing there. Uh, tell us, tell us <laughs> about this. Should have went with voodoo, not witchcraft. Yeah, their own black magic. Yeah. Tell us about Manscaped, and then we'll get into the Ryan grub situation all right everybody can shave their playoff beards now playoffs are over right every single person can shave your playoff beard who if you're Start holding a baseball season for me today. Baseball, oh, no, you think my boy kelsey will uh no. shave his hey, well you could well, manscaped it looked great wasn't it manscaped.com manscaped.com <laughs> uh give the gift of manscaped for valentine's uh there is still time look even if it's not shipped yet you can tell uh, the loved one in your life oh it's going to be here friday or Saturday or when, you know, whenever you get the shipping notification there. Code TNR at Manscaped.com saves you 20% plus free shipping on your first order. Code TNR when you go to Manscaped.com. I mentioned the playoff beard. I use that beard hedger uh, three times a week. Uh, the thing I like most about it is it's not pop-on, pop-off guards on the razor. It is dial up and dial down. So they're not going to pop off at an M opportune time and gap your beard. I do like the weed whacker. It takes care of the nose hair and the ear hair so I don't look like some unkempt, crazy old man out there with hair coming out of my nose and ears. And then the lawnmower. It takes care of the full body and the undercarriage. They've got the lawnmower 5.0 right now. You can package all of that together. You can include boxer shorts. You can include the male body products. Go look at it all and do the shopping for yourself at manscaped.com. But do not forget code TNR at checkout. Code TNR is going to save you 20% on your first order and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code TNR. Happy Valentine's Day. Yep. And also, mans- our, oh, I'm sorry. Com. Manscaped.com. I apologize. Our friends at Guttercap as well, LT. Tell us about Guttercap. Yeah, cap it, don't snap it. The last thing you want to do is uh, clean the dirty, dangerous uh, gutters out. Make the phone call to Chris Stewart today. He'll come out and give you an absolutely free estimate. You'll never clean the gutters again. 205-823-2212. Cap it, don't snap it. Or guttercapbirmingham.com. Ryan Grubb leaves Alabama, where he was never officially announced as the OC, but he'd been there working since Kalen DeBoer showed up. And he goes back to the Seattle Seahawks. Point of reference here, he becomes the only offensive coordinator or coordinator next year in the National Football League that has zero NFL experience. So it is a big bit of a gamble for the Seahawks to hire Ryan Grubb. But there's no way to, to, to paint over that this is not a loss for Alabama. Now the question becomes, was it an, an expected loss from Alabama? Is this something Caleb DeBoer knew was going to happen or thought it could happen and had a plan for this? How big of a deal was Ryan Grubb leaving and going to Seattle for you guys over the weekend? I think it's pretty massive uh, based on the fact that DeBoer had so much confidence in Ryan Grubb, he really could delegate and let Grubb run that offense. 
And now he's got to go back. And Kalen DeBoer, obviously, it's his offense, but he's got to figure out, you know, even whoever he brings in, is DeBoer now going to be calling plays? And I would say the answer is yes. And then the other side is perception. What does this look like on Ryan Grubb and how he actually left this program? Yeah, it does look bad. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If if it did indeed go down the way Bob Condotta of the Seattle Times reported, and we sent that out from next round, um, that is, I don't think, the way you should be doing business in college football. I'll read it to you from the Seattle Times if you're listening. This is uh, Bob who covers the Seahawks. This is one blurb in there, but it jumped out for those in this region of the country. Though the Seahawks had interest in Grubb from the start, one reason for waiting to make the hire official was to allow a 30-day window for Alabama players to enter the transfer portal to pass after the Nick Saban announcement. Now, uh, as I pointed out on Twitter, and it, of course, got misconstrued, and a lot of people said I was just being an Alabama apologist, which is fine. Um, This happens all the time in college football, and it's wrong. This happens all the time in college football, and it's wrong. It's wrong for Alabama to do it, and it's wrong for anybody to do it. This was not me saying, uh, everybody does it, so Alabama should go. No, it's wrong, and I said that. And it is why I've always been in favor of players having freedom of movement because God knows coaches do. But they still do in this situation. They you know, do. A lot of people be, are wringing their yep. hands that these guys are being held hostage by this coaching staff, but you had made a point that we'd gotten to a point in the semester where even if anything had changed, those guys likely weren't going to leave Alabama because the academic year has started everywhere until the next portal opens up, which is after spring football. And they still, if they were only staying around because of Ryan Grubb, then they still can leave in this next portal that comes out. I really think the only one that it possibly could impact at all was Ryan Williams, the five-star commitment who committed on National Signing Day, and then this came afterwards. I don't know what his freedom of movement is. I assume he also can leave and go somewhere else. Boy, I'm, I'm seriously pissed, though, if if I was told, like if one of the main reasons, okay, I love this offense, I love what I'm seeing, Ryan Grubb is a big part of this, Ryan Williams, whoever, if they were told, oh, look, I'm going to be there, I'm not going anywhere, I would uh, – and you probably will see guys taking another look at this on the uh, outside of spring on the portal. It's still odd to me, Brown, because I was at the event that Ryan Grubb got up to the microphone and said, I'm your offensive coordinator, I'm Ryan Grubb, or I'm Ryan Grubb, I'm your offensive coordinator. And now he's just doing, you know, introducing himself like all the other assistant coaches did after him. But the crowd reacted well, like, like he was saying, I'm your offensive coordinator. It was so definitive. Well, yeah. no, that's why I got Jim to reenact it. I wanted to know how definitive it was. Yeah. And, and, and when you reenacted it, like I let it go the other day because I thought enough time had passed that he's not taking this job. But when you reenacted it, I, even then I was like, boy, that is a, that's far from a hard sell that I'm your yeah. offensive coordinator. It felt like you had to say that. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was kind of a hard sell going back. I mean, we've got the cut, do we not? Oh, no, there's no audio. Yeah. No, it was Jim reenacting it, and yeah. all Jim said was... And then I dreamed the reenactment. You yeah. did such a good job with it. Thank <laughs> well, you, because yeah, I took no, my hat off. I don't know if you did a good job. <laughs> I wasn't there, but you, your reenactment was, I'm Ryan Grubb, and I'm your offensive coordinator. Yeah. No, I've but, seen but, the video I, somewhere. I'm and, telling you, there's and, video. And as I've continued to walk up, well, I'm sure it was. I mean, all yeah. the... Uh, all the what are the Red Elephant Club people were uh, they had their phones too um, yeah. but they they gave a rousing response afterwards and, and, and the way you talked is like almost he waited for the response like I know what I'm about to say is probably going to get applause so I'm going to give the a bray I mean was that the case I can't I can't remember exactly but yeah. there was a loud response yeah uh, about as loud as when Freddie Roach got up there and said I'm Freddie Roach da, 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 da. but they all got up afterwards and said that but the fact that he was even part of the event at all you know, showed A, he was in Tuscaloosa working. Um, he was playing the role as offensive coordinator at that point. At that, at least, you know, I, he wasn't recruiting me. I haven't been in any team meetings. But the one event I've been around that coaching staff, he was playing the role of the offensive coordinator that day. Well, you know, there's people over there talking about, you know, they're saying Huff is the bigger loss. Scott Huff is the offensive line that they're talking, line coach that they're talking about that. Now it looks like Ryan Grubb is going to bring with him to the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, that's official. They've reported that. Okay, Seahawks well, if out. I was Kalen DeBoer, you know what I would do? I would backtrack and say, Scott Huff, you're our new offensive coordinator well, and offensive line if coach. If he's that good. Why, yeah. why would you not? Because, hey, look, here's the thing. I'm going to call plays. You'll have the title. You'll make the money. And you'll get the the higher profile job here. In, in case you, you missed it, uh, Adam Rittenberg had reported uh, very shortly after the Grubb announcement in Seattle 
that it was expected that wide receiver coach Jamarcus Shepard and tight end coach Nick Sheridan both would be promoted to be co-offensive coordinators. It didn't say who would call the plays and leaves the door open for Kalen DeBoer actually to call the plays too and that they are looking for a quarterback coach and an offensive line coach. But there also is the possibility that Missouri's offensive coordinator, Kirby Moore, who has a tie to Kalen DeBoer. Back at Fresno, right? Back at yeah. Fresno. Uh, could be in the mix, and he's making $1.2 million at Missouri. It could be in the neighborhood of a $2 million offer like LSU gave the Missouri defensive coordinator to get him to Baton Rouge. Well, boy, is that ever going to suck for Eli Drinkwitz? You finally get a really good team there, and they come in and pick up both know, the coordinators. It's what's going to happen with these players, too. Yeah. I mean, Missouri's just not going to be able to compete. Kirby Moore would be, because of the familiarity in the conference, what he was able to do last year. I think that could soften the blow. But Sheridan and Shepard aren't going anywhere. So well, if, not, if it's, the Shepard guy apparently is a target for Ryan Grubb with the Seahawks, and you get the feeling that if he is not promoted co-offensive coordinator, that he could be the wide receiver coach for the Seahawks. He is very well wanted by Grubb and McDonald in Seattle. Well, you saw what Jamarcus Shepard was able to do as wide receivers coach with these wide receivers. Yep. Uh, this is where you've got to be really strategic if you're Kalen DeBoer. And is there any way, instead of making Shepard and Sheridan co-offense coordinators, bring Huff back and make Shepard and Huff co-offense coordinators? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how important a Huff hire is. Well, I mean, they I were mean, the Joe yeah, Moore yeah. offensive line yeah. of the uh, the year. Yeah, they won that big piano that one time. They really did this past year. Um, but I don't know how important he is. Ryan Grubb seems to be big because um, this is the way I take it. And you guys tell me if you're wrong. With Nick Saban, um, they change offensive schemes all the time. But every time they changed defensive coordinators, they came in and they were playing Nick Saban's defense. You learn Nick Saban's defense, right? Yeah. And I feel like whoever comes in as offensive coordinator, they're going to be learning Kalen, Kalen DeBoer's offense. Ryan Grubb was the play caller, but he had learned Kalen DeBoer's offense over the year. They've been together since way back at Sioux Falls. So Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer were like-minded, one brain when it comes to offense. Now, I'm not trying to discount the importance of Ryan Grubb, who apparently great, you know, he's got an NFL job, great game day play caller, but it is the same offense. Kalen DeBoer is going to stick with this offense. Whoever comes in as the OC is going to learn Kalen DeBoer's offense. Well, and, that's why Moore yeah. becomes important because he has familiarity. Well, with that's it. true. He already knows it. But, and, and some are saying, you know, just Kalen DeBoer should just call the plays, but. I mean, obviously there was a lack of comfort in him doing that as a head coach, or Ryan Grubb never would have been a thing, right? right. I mean, he went out and hired Ryan Grubb, so he didn't have to call plays as a head coach. That's not to say he's not involved in the offense, but game day play calling, that's a totally different animal. So I I don't think taking the Alabama job, you want to go back to something you obviously were not comfortable with at Fresno and Washington. Yeah, because to your point, there's there's more nuance to being the head coach at Alabama than even at Washington. There's a lot of things you've got, a lot of boxes you've got to check as the Alabama head coach that you probably didn't have That's to check right. at Washington. You definitely didn't have to check so at So let's Fresno. don't add play calling to that, That's game right. day play calling to that. Well, you guys know how high I've been on Kalen DeBoer, but this is disturbing to me. Because, you know, Ryan Grubb, it was about that relationship. You heard Brock Heward early saying he's bringing the entire gang. That's what I would be excited about. Now it looks like Grubb and Huff are not going to be there. Those are big, big departures. And Grubb had plenty of time to come in and see what he thought things were going to be like in Tuscaloosa. And for him to bolt, I mean, I don't know how you guys see it. He had no NFL experience at all. Like, if he had been in the NFL, maybe it's his desire to become a head coach, and the easiest way to do that is to become a coordinator in the NFL. But I don't even know if this was ever a plan for Ryan Grove. So that's why, to me, it's a little little concerning. I I do wonder, Lance, to your point there, if this weren't Seattle making the hire – yeah, because of the familiarity with the right. city. And and on Seattle's side, if he weren't the offensive coordinator at Washington, if he would be up for the job. Like, I think that was probably two paths converging yeah. there. Yeah. I read a lot in the Seattle Times this weekend, the people that cover the Seahawks. Apparently, John Snyder, who is the general manager there in Seattle, and one other front office guy fell in love watching the Huskies yeah. in their own backyard this year. When the thought the is two years. they're going to take Penix. And they could be getting Michael Penix yep. in the draft. And, and I get to go to the NFL, stay in the city that I, if he enjoyed living in Seattle, I'm going to assume he did because he's moved back up there. I, I get a much better calendar and get well, to stay where my kids are. I, mean, I guess he's got kids. I really don't know a whole lot he's about He's got him. one child. Doesn't even have to change houses. Yeah. I mean, there are there's there's a lot of upside to it. Yeah. That's why you're seeing a lot of college coaches do this, go yeah. to the NFL. Hey, and only 30 
32 of these jobs. So if he had left Alabama and didn't take this job with his friend Kalen DeBoer and went back to Washington to be Jed Fish's OC, or if he went to another college to be an OC and not stick with Kalen DeBoer, I thought it would be more alarming than it, him going to the NFL. The NFL is still the National Football League, right? No, no, I, I, I get that. I'm just saying he had no ties whatsoever. None. But, you know, when this initially came out, Pro Football Focus or wherever it was a week ago this past Friday, that there was interest mutually on both sides, that's when, you know, Brock kind of told us, Brock Heward said that there was the infatuation with Seattle and that organization watching the offense the last two years. You know what the trendy thing is right now, though, in college football is hiring a sitting head coach as a coordinator. I mean, Alabama has already done it with Kane Womack. Obviously, Chip Kelly at Ohio State. You wonder if DeBoer's got a head coach even out there that he likes as a coordinator. We'll see. We'll uh, keep on that subject uh, in the 10 o'clock hour we'll get really to the chip kelly story that brown just mentioned there which is massive i think on just where we are in college football we'll get to that coming up at ten twenty-five. but up next a little college basketball for you before we get to the top of the hour the show brought to you by our friends at legacy legacycreditunion.com let's talk about engaged checking where you get an unbelievable checking account with legacy why is it so better than the checking account you may have how about the fact that you earn three percent apy and balances up to fifteen thousand dollars that's annual percentage yield there yield annual percentage yield you get paid two days early with direct deposit boy that comes in handy sometimes doesn't it and then of course there's the legacy credit card where you get a 2.99 percent annual percentage rate for balance transfers so you can get your uh, credit card game back to the even playing field by paying off some high interest credit cards right here by transferring the funds over to legacy and the new legacy credit card no balance transfer fees no annual fees credit card rates as low as 8.90 percent on new purchases get the details see the terms and conditions and stop by any of the nine local branches it's legacycreditunion.com federally insured by the ncua legacycreditunion.com Follow the next round on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Next Round Live. Fire damage to your home or business is something you never want to consider. Ryan Brown here from the next round. But in the horrible event it happens, Dry Tech is here to help. They respond quickly and will reply to you within 20 minutes when you call 205-637-0143. They're working for you, the customer, not the insurance company. They've got five crews ready to go 24-7. Don't call the insurance company first. Call Dry Tech. Just remember this website, mydrytech.com. That is mydrytech.com. This hour of the next round is presented by the Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Now featuring seven days of giveaways with your chance to win a share of up to $125,000. The more you visit the Birmingham Racecourse Casino, the more chances you have to win. Hey, if you're looking for Birmingham's best pizza, you need to stop in and see our friends at Slice Pizza and Brew. It's as local as you can get from the ingredients that go into every pizza to the beer on tap for a great lunch or dinner. Go see our friends today, Vestavia or Lakeview at Slice. Hey, for all of your IT and printing needs, reach out to our friends at Xerox Business Solutions. Look, I'm still one of those old school guys. I print my notes every single day for the show. If you watch the show here on the next round, you see all the notes in front of me. From day one, Xerox Business Solutions, they've been with us here at the next round. Local for over 45 years. For all of your IT and printing needs, visit XeroxBusinessSolutions.com or call 205-969-3000. That's 205-969-3000. Support the show and grab some great t-shirts and hoodies right now in the Next Round store. Buy the Alabama State Map shirts in your team's favorite colors, the popular Y'all Can Have the Rest, or Next Round Flag shirts are also online now. Just go to nextround.store. That's nextround.store. The traditional Next Round logo shirts are there too. Buy them for yourself or they make a great gift for someone else. And let us know what you'd like to see in the store coming up. Nextround.store. That's nextround.store. Storm season is here. Make sure you have a plan of action in place right now. Greg from Pell City and Storm Restoration Roofing should be your first call when storms hit. Insurance companies love working with Storm Restoration Roofing because of Greg Nelson's name and reputation in the industry. When storms hit, call Greg Nelson. He's local. 205-542-3531. He's the home of the free no-cost roof inspection. Greg from Pell City on Facebook. 205-542-3531. It's Storm Restoration Roofing. 
Hey, there's nothing worse than waking up to a plumbing problem. Don't get caught in a flooded house. Call the guys at Hemphill Services. Adam, Chad, and the team at Hemphill are the only ones I trust to fix it and fix it right the first time. Hemphill Services does it right and always at a fair price. For all of your plumbing, cooling, and heating needs, trust the name that Birmingham has trusted since 1954. That is Hemphill Services. Call now, 205-229-2090. That's 205-229-2090. 2090. Basketball this past weekend, Auburn Falls 8165 at Florida, 1996. Last time Auburn won in Florida. Uh, precision sound of the day is Bruce Pearl afterwards. So keep in mind, as the schedule works in the SEC, there is one week for every team where you have a bye, no midweek game. That was last week for Florida. So they did not play Saturday till Saturday. Meanwhile, Auburn had to uh, empty the gas tank and dismantling Alabama back at Neville Arena. This is Bruce Pearl after the loss. They mentioned some somewhere in the broadcast that, that your group looked a little tired. Does, does that have anything to do with the, the emotional victory? Against Alabama Wednesday, or you guys? I will appreciate the question, and I will. I will say this: Um, when you're on a bye week, and Florida obviously had the bye week, you know we played. They played Tuesday at Texas A&M, so Saturday night. Excuse me, they played Saturday Texas A&M. Saturday night, they're thinking about the next game. It's Auburn. Sunday night's the next game. It's Auburn. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Those guys got five nights to think about their next game. It's Auburn. And they looked like it. They were ready to go. We played Alabama Wednesday night. Prior to that, we were thinking about Alabama, as we should. You take them one at a time. I just think from a standpoint of the emotions and being ready, it, 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 it did look like we were a little fatigued and we weren't quite as, as sharp. Um, but that's that's the grind of the schedule. you gotta, you got you to gotta embrace the grind. Um, I would say that on, on bye weeks, um, the team that has the bye week should travel. Um, and or then maybe play Tuesday instead of Wednesday. More on that and the outcome of the game after I tell you that our friends at Precision Sports Medicine and Orthopedic want to get you back in the game, and they'll do that whether you've tweaked something on the pickleball court or at work or play with the kids or anywhere else in between. Right now, all you have to do is go to their website, precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024, precisionsportsortho.com slash 2024, or call them up 205-512-3885. Orthopedic care, better together. Find your provider today. Again, 205-512-3885 or precisionsportsortho.com slash Twenty-twenty-four. They did look gassed from the get-go. They, they didn't have the same energy they had down at Auburn. Yeah, I don't know if it would have mattered. I mean, I, I, I jokingly say that Neville's a completely different animal, but they were down 29 in this game. I mean, they never led this game. And they could not hit an outside shot, 3 of 17 behind the arc, and they just got completely outplayed. As good as Broom, the Broom-Williams combo was against Alabama, 50 points combined. They were that bad against Florida. And most of that was on Williams. I, I say that bad as a combo. Broom wasn't just awful. But Jalen Williams, I think, what, two points, two turnovers? Yeah, I mean, Williams was, was 3 of 10. He had 6.0 rebounds in 21 minutes. On the other side, Broom was 1 of 8 from the free throw line. That, yeah. That's a problem. Well, right. that, that, That's how, what ended their season last year against Houston. Yeah. That has been a problem that crops up for him occasionally. And that was a halftime lead against Houston. And then he yeah. went horrible at the free throw line. But Jalen Williams, this team, I mean, in, in a in a 1,000-feet view, all of a sudden this team is good – Really good when Jalen Williams is really good, and their three losses of most recent. He didn't play well at Alabama. He didn't play well at Mississippi State. He didn't play well at Florida, and those are their three losses. Go look at Jalen Williams' stat lines in those yeah. three games and look at what he did against Alabama. Now, I will say, though, that there is a narrative that this team is awful on the road, and that is a false narrative. Now, their game is not the same at home or on the road. Most people is not. Now, there might not be a bigger gap for a good team, a good team, between home performance and road performance in Auburn's. But you got to remember, I mean, they beat Arkansas as bad as Arkansas is. They beat them the way you're supposed to beat them. They beat them by 30, right? Alabama, that game came down to the final moments in Coleman Coliseum in a juiced atmosphere. Could have gone either way. Could have gone either way. Uh, Ole Miss, they won the game. So let's don't pretend like they're awful on the road. It's just not the same as at Neville Arena. And they're so good at Neville, it stands out more on the road. Yeah, I saw enough in Oxford last Saturday where they were down nine and a half, the way they played that second half, to that tells me that Auburn could definitely win on the road. Yeah, it's just... Uh, they just looked like they emptied the gas tank against Alabama. That was an emotional game for Auburn. 
the players played like it. Uh, Bruce put a lot into that game. Celebrations afterwards at Neville Arena. Yeah. Then you wake up on Thursday. You start preparing for a Florida team who, by the way, opposite of Alabama, they throw three big bodies at you that are bigger than Jedi Broom at you inside. And those guys were really difference makers inside. And then their guards hit everything. Yeah, I and and you know Bruce, it's going to get you know labeled as just complaining and belly aching he's not entirely wrong though about that bye week i I haven't looked to see how many teams get a home game off the bye alabama does this week they don't play they don't play this week they got a bye they play again saturday at home to texas a&m at 11 a.m that's a huge advantage at 11 a.m yeah that's a a big time advantage yeah so i mean alabama gets the rest this week after they go on the road to beat lsu and this was a big game for alabama uh, and at nine minutes and 32 seconds, they're trailing LSU, 73 uh, Here's Latrell White Wrightsell, who had a career-high 21 in this game. And as you can tell, he had the hard hat afterwards in the postgame. It was definitely a big win. Um, coming off the game, we just had we, – ne- we definitely needed this win. And to win the conference, we need these, these games. We need roll wins. And we have three more left. And we started off with a good one with the first one winning it at home and LSU is a pretty good team at on the at home so beating them was definitely a confidence booster for us and guys you look at this first to his point they hold on to their share of the lead in the SEC uh tied with South Carolina now both with two losses nine wins South Carolina at Auburn this week midweek game Alabama doesn't play until Texas A&M and Alabama holds the tiebreak there so technically they would have the one yeah. seed right now yeah I, I think technically they don't do a tiebreaker in that uh, though in our head I think we learned with Auburn and Tennessee a few no, years no, no, ago No 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 I was talking about the one seed in the tournament oh, I was talking about one the, the SEC tournament, tournament. Okay. yeah 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 Um so when we get to this Alabama team though yes they hit 18 threes yes they scored 109 but they also gave up, gave up 92. I mean, this bye week probably needs a pit stop on this defense again to try to revive this defense because you gave up 92 to LSU. Yeah, and at that nine-minute mark, I thought Alabama was going to lose this game. I did and, too. And then they end up, they hit eight or six threes in the final eight minutes. They end up pulling away uh, 100-plus points for the seventh time this year. This offense, we said it, you know, I mean, look, they're dynamic. But defensively, leaves a lot to be desired. And this LSU team is not good. They've lost six of eight. It's just not a good product. Yeah. So Dunaway, a big test for defense. I mean, Texas A&M's offense is 40th in the nation. They're 39th. This is Kim Palm. 39th in the Kim Palm. 40th offense in the nation. So, I mean, that's good enough offense to give you a test to see if they fix some of those defensive woes. Alabama's 76th in defense right now. Texas A&M just beat one of the better defensive yep. teams in the country, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, this past week. That well, was at College Station. Yeah. A&M is playing well right now. Yeah. So that's a, that's all the way to Saturday. They got to do some work before they get there. But Alabama against the win. Nick Pringle had a big game. Uh, everybody had a big game offensively. Yeah, that's that 20, how you get 109. The 26-9 run from 9:32 to about 4:04 is where the game was won for Alabama. So Alabama and South Carolina in the lead in the SEC. Surprisingly, Tennessee lost at Texas A&M to knock them out of the lead, the tie for the lead. Auburn got beat at Florida to knock them out of the tie for lead. But history at Kentucky. I mean, 1966 is a long time ago, right? There's no you can't you can't sugarcoat 1966. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, even for me, that's yeah. a lifetime ago. Well, I was not alive. Yeah, 1966 is the last time Kentucky has lost three straight games at Rupp Arena. In fact, I don't even think it was Rupp Arena then. They didn't they didn't have Rupp Arena then. That didn't come until the 70s. Yeah, so in Lexington, yeah, in yeah. Lexington, three home games, Memorial Coliseum, 1966, unranked Gonzaga, who we were worried about making the tournament. That's a big win just for last week. Went in and beat Kentucky on national TV. Well, Kentucky's uh, defense right now is terrible, and I wonder on February 24th when they play in Lexington what this total is going to be. It's got to be 155, 160. <laughs> Has to be. I mean, neither one of these teams can stop anybody right now. That's right. It's going to be like LSU, USC last year if they'd played each other in football. Right. Couldn't make the total big enough. But that's a big win and a historic loss for Kentucky. And a lot of people believe, you know, if Calipari can, you know, help Kentucky out with a buyout clause somehow financially, that they'll make a coaching change. We know Louisville is going to make a coaching change. Two pretty good programs, pretty good jobs in the Bluegrass State that could be open at the end of the year. Here's your Lanceslock.com alert on a point spread tonight. MyBookie.ag, LT, number four Kansas, getting two and a half points tonight. 
what could go wrong there? They're in Lubbock to play number 23 Texas Tech, who are giving points to Kansas. That's a, that's a sound the sirens game tonight. Isn't uh, it? Look, man, the, uh, we, we talk about these road games in the SEC, road games in the Big 12. It's a gauntlet. Yeah. And Tech's Tech's good team. All your plays at lanceslock.com, lanceslock.com. Michelson Laser Vision gets us to Ron Slay for his look at the SEC when we come back. Tell us about Michelson. Yeah, make the phone call that I made more than two decades ago, 205-969-8100. Ask for Amy Teller the next round sent you. Ask her about the pre-inflation pricing. You've got nothing to lose to call 205-969-8100. Find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. I had the 2200 vision before I went in and got the procedure done. 2015 vision, better than 2020. Make the call that I made, 205-969-8100. Dr. Mark Michelson, Dr. Jen Michelson, best in the business. For more information, michelsonlaservision.com. Take the next round anywhere you go with official next round gear. Buy yours today at nextround.store.